Tell me more about your watery lasagna. <sighs> yeah, I just wanted some watery lasagna. So, yeah. Like, watery I... lasagna is the best you can have. It was like eating crusty lasagna edges with mm. like watery middle. Sounds awful. Yeah, it was great. So <laughs> I was like, well, I made that. And then I immediately was like, I don't want this. And John was like, do you need money for food? And I was like, no. And then he just yes, said, please. <laughs> So I got a, I got fucking Chipotle, and then after I got Chipotle, yeah, cut that, cut that. Danielle came over to print out her graduation photos, and then I weaved her a sad yarn about my life, and then she left. So that's when I could eat. Why did you weave her a sad yarn about your life? Because she didn't know what was going on with the car, so I had to tell her what was going on. Oh. She said she was going to stop by earlier because I asked her to bring me a Motrin. So it was the only thing that was going to help my fucking neck right now. Yeah. And I was like, bring Shiny and bring me a Motrin. She was like, okay. And then she said she drove by the house, but the car wasn't here. So she went back home. <laughs> I was like, are you going to come print your pictures? She goes, are you home? I was like, I've been yes. all fucking day. <laughs> and she didn't know the car was all fucked up. So I was like, yep. Cars in the shop, and hopefully they don't fuck me. So we should. They see. they don't give you an estimate till tomorrow, huh? Yeah, and that's because like he tried to give me get me to sign something that said like he. I mean, the guy was nice, but I told him I was only there for an estimate. I said I understand you have to do a diagnostic. That's fine. I said, but I'm only here for an estimate to figure out how much it's going to cost to fix this thing because I might not have right. enough money. And the guy goes, okay, you know, he had the paperwork. He's like, okay, sign here, sign here, sign here. And I was reading it. And I was like, okay, I'm not going to sign that one because he marked an X on the thing that said no estimate for me to sign where it said no what? estimate. And then, like, the two things at the bottom that were like, if you leave your car with this, blah, blah, So I signed those and I gave it back to him. I was like, I didn't sign that because I'm here for an estimate. And he goes, oh, well, did, uh, did Mac, like the manager, he goes, did he tell you about the diagnostic fee? I was like, yeah, that's fine. So he wrote down the diagnostic fee next to it and I signed it because I was like, I'm not just going to sign it. And you'd be like, no estimate. We already did the work and it cost you four thousand. Yeah. Then I'll be like, just keep the car. Like, <laughs> I just, I'm fucking fine with that. Just like pay it off. I don't care. Yeah. So. Yeah. Anyway. So did you call him out on it? Well, I just, yeah, I just, well, that's why I told him. I just said, I didn't sign that because there's no, it says no estimate. So I didn't sign it. And he was like, oh, he's like, well, let me write down what you're going to be getting or what we're estimating for the diagnostic. Da, 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 99.95. I was like, okay. Idiot. Try to get Even though you. I, he's going to show me, he's, they're going to do a diagnostic. I showed him the pictures the mechanic sent me. Yeah. From, I was like, 
this is this is what happened. This is the picture they took. This is what he told me what it was. I, he goes, can you email me those? I was like, yeah, for sure. Then he goes, okay, well, we're going to do a diagnostic on it. And I was like, I just told you what the other mechanic told me. Yeah, but that's because they're going to be like, well, on top of that, we also noticed that you needed this change and you needed this change and blah, 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 blah. Uh, it's not that old of a car. I shouldn't need that much. And, it, and we hardly drove it in Chicago. There's no reason to drive there. There should not be anything that wrong with it. So, yeah. <sighs> I mean, we'll see tomorrow. So, tomorrow will either be really great or it'll be really fucking garbage. But we'll see. Are you still sore from yoga? I'm not sore from yoga because holy I, shit. All of my, um, all of my body is just like, focusing on my neck but no surprisingly i'm not i was after the first time maybe i wasn't doing it as much this past time i don't think i was hitting it as hard i fucking thighs bro the tops and the backs i feel like i pulled muscles in the tops we did more we did more of the we were doing it a lot faster and we did more of the like quad stretching so holy shit Maybe that has something to do with it. Fucking heart toll. You should have <laughs> seen me try to fucking to get up for work and shit all day. I was like, every time I get up, I'd be like, hi. <laughs> Dude, I did the, the one like bar program that is on uh, Beachbody. Mm-hmm. And like literally after one workout, oh, I'm like, I can't sit, like just sit down. I have to hold on to something. Ugh. lower myself down i'm like that out of shape i'm like oh we like this because we're out of shape <laughs> you're not wrong <laughs> yeah tell me how i haven't eaten fucking sweets in like a week and a half i go to dinner my dad's like yeah we want dessert and they're, the lady's like okay well we have like dress leches and churro bites right now and he's like yeah one of each i was like oh uh, says the diabetic. <laughs> yeah, no oh shit. And that's because he was talking shit about at Disney about how there's like too many sweet like options there. He's like, yeah, I see why everybody's diabetic. I'm like, y- you're diabetic. <laughs> like, just don't eat those things and you'll be fine. No, oh, but but not me. It's not about me. Yeah, but not me. <laughs> I, I get. That's what he said. He's like, I get thirty two thousand steps every day. Like, I'm fine. I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. It doesn't matter how many steps you get if still all you eat is sweets. <laughs> Mm-hmm. oh and he didn't even give me the cooler oh my god <laughs> he's like i thought you were picking it up tomorrow i was like i thought that was the whole purpose of dinner was so i could get the cooler from you i mean like, you're oh. already gonna be there together yeah so now i have to go tomorrow and go pick it up do you want me to just go pick it up no you don't have a car that's true <laughs> <laughs> you're right oh never mind never mind <laughs> oh, oh damn that's crazy I'll take the bus. You'll take the Pata Express. <laughs> God damn it, that's a long walk. <laughs> Get my 32,000 steps in. <laughs> <laughs> and you can eat all the sweets you want. <laughs> I haven't had sweets in so long since I had my cake roll at your house. No, that's not true. I had Nutella. I was about to say, you ate <laughs> some fucking Nutella this weekend. It feels like forever. <laughs> it's been too long. <laughs> it's been two days it's so long <laughs> not even you ate that sunday no saturday i left mm-hmm. your house saturday night 
Yeah, but I made the charcuterie Sunday. No, bitch. I stayed at your house Friday and Saturday. Did you? <sighs> because yesterday I spent all day at my parents making lumpia mm. and then back here doing laundry. <laughs> all my days are blending together. <laughs> you need a break. Oh, I thought that was Saturday, Sunday. Damn. It felt like it though because of the because Friday came over Friday night. Yeah. I was supposed to stay Saturday, but not Friday. <clears throat> Excuse me. Anyway. Yeah, it's been two days. Yeah. That's crazy. Welcome everybody. We're gonna do a pretty quick episode today. This is our new book that we're starting. Um it's uh called I already forgot. Lesser Known Monsters of the 21st Century by Kim. Yeah. So uh, Victoria and I are doing, we're each doing one short story a piece. We're going to tell the other about it. And then the last one we're going to be doing, um, we both read, you read the third one, right? As yes. Well? Okay. <laughs> it was like, uh, <laughs> I had to think about that for a second, but yes, I did. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, okay, great. So. I didn't look up anything that had to do with Kim Fu. We'll talk about that next episode. It's, it's been a, a week. A week. So, did you have anything you wanted to say before we got started? Yes. Hold on. I can't oh, do the two things at the same time. <laughs> okay. Um, this was a book that we thought about doing before we did Rabbits. Mm-hmm. And we kind of opted out. Reading it, I don't know. It's kind of cool. I like short stories. I, I think like it was good. <laughs> I like like the open ended, like ending where you're, it's supposed to be like up to your interpretation. I like that. Yeah, and it's not so much to where it's like, because I feel like we kind of got open ended with with rabbits to an extent, but it, it's definitely not the same. It's like right. you're given just enough that you still have the ability to think for yourself so i'd like to, I, I i'm <laughs> interested to see what you think about this the first short story because it kind of took me for a ride <laughs> so i had the first one so uh, i don't know if you read the title of it but it's pre-simulation consultation xf 007867 which mm-hmm. was like okay i don't know what the fuck's going on so Basically, this story, and I don't think the second one is written like this, but basically this story is kind of written like a transcript between two people. So it's just dialogue. So you have one person who's the operator and the other person is this client. So they go to this place and this place uh, kind of runs like simulations. And it's not clear in the beginning what the purpose of the simulation is or kind of how you... um, experience the simulation so you don't know if it's like virtual reality or like they hook you up to something whatever so you don't know that so since the whole point of the story is that it's a pre-simulation consultation the operator starts by you know asking um where they want to be at the beginning of the simulation so the client and i'm assuming they don't say what their genders are it seems like they're both female, but I could be way off. But that's just my interpretation of it. So I'll be using she, her pronouns. 
Um, so the operator, you know, welcome. I see this is your first time. Let me know um, where you want to be at the beginning of a simulation. So the client says, you know, I want to be with my mother right before she got sick. She tells her that she would be about 60 with dyed black hair, little gray at the roots, that she was short. Uh, she was, you know, maybe five feet tall. And the operator kind of stops her. And she's like, um, is your mom still alive? And she's like, well, no. And the operator's like, I'm sorry, I, I can't do a simulation of any if if you have with deceased individuals so anybody that's deceased that you knew personally i can't include them in the simulation and kind of shit like, yeah like <laughs> she's like kind of like that's the whole point of point like, yeah come here and she's like well why and she's like well it's in the handbook <laughs> and oh. the client is like well, can't you just tell me and so she's becoming a little upset and the operator tells them that it's just it's unfortunately it's proven to be too addictive to other clients who've come in and tried to like be in a simulation with deceased loved ones. They're mm. like, it's too addicting for them. So we mm. can't continue that. So we just we are saying no. And she's like, well, like, what if I want like a dead celebrity there? She's yeah. like, that's fine. <laughs> she's like as long as they... so as long as they're not related yeah and she says this has to be at some point in the future because she's and and, and a normal thing because she specifies like if they if that celebrity doesn't didn't specifically request to not be included in simulations in their will you can have them in there it's like anyone Weird. yeah it's like anyone who died more than 10 years ago that's fine but loved ones no <laughs> and the client is like is it a lawsuit thing <laughs> and the operator's <laughs> like mm. it's kind of more of like a courtesy to uh excuse me got that got that to um to other people she's like we want to respect their wishes if they don't want to be in a simulation they don't have to be in a simulation and she's like <clears throat> she's like mm. kind of sounds like a lawsuit thing she's like no it's it's that we basically are trying to. So she explains it as in like the way the simulation works is that they're the operator and their company. They're enhancing your fantasies. Mm -hmm. So if you were to fantasize about a dead celebrity, you could go to this simulation place and be like, I want to have tea with like Lin-Manuel Miranda. Question. Yeah. Can you fantasize with alive celebrities? Because I would love <laughs> to um, spend a day in the park with Henry Cavill. <laughs> I would imagine you can. So they didn't specify that. I think I think a little bit later they do kind of talk about other things that you can do. Um, but yeah, to a certain extent. So mm. I'd imagine you could. Cause she definitely, I think she brings up the dead celebrities because she's like, well, what the fuck? If I can, can I include anybody that's dead or just my mom can't be there? So All right, take my fucking money. I want it. <laughs> <laughs> so she talks about, yeah, she's like, um, she talks about how, well, I guess that kind of answers your question of like, 
they don't broadcast the simulation and they don't record the simulation. So it doesn't fall under somebody's likeness rights. So she talks about how it's like, doesn't fall under someone's likeness rights. So I'm guessing you could dream, you could think about them because it's basically your fantasy. They're just kind of making it more, um, like, I don't know. They're just making it more real for you, making your yeah. fantasy more real. So <clears throat> then the participant or the client, she's kind of like, well, what if I didn't tell you that it was my mother? And like, which is a good point. Like, yeah, she just didn't know. And um, <clears throat> the operator's like, well, then it wouldn't be your mother in the simulation. She's like, mm. it would just kind of be like this woman. That, yeah. Like how you described her with like, dyed black hair great roots short it would be somebody that looks like that maybe she kind of looks like you but you would know it wasn't your mother right and because the way that the simulator works so she says that um, the simulator hooks into your brain and its projections and she would need to input that that person is her mother in order for her to appear as her mother so I'm guessing too, if she <laughs> if she looked, even if she looked like her, her brain wouldn't recognize that that was her mother. Right. And that's like, interesting. Yeah. So there's kind of like a even though you're fantasizing about it or you're thinking about this person, they still have to input that into the simulation to make it more real. Right. And she was just like, well, what if I didn't tell you that she was dead? Or like, what if I lied and just said that she was alive? And she's just like, well, you need to be honest with me. Like, that's in the handbook. And she keeps referring back to the handbook. (laughs) She's like, it's very imperative that you need to be honest with me. And um, she says, she says, regardless, she's like, if you lied to me and told me that she was alive, she's like, best case scenario, the simulation just wouldn't work. Like, it just wouldn't start up. And worst case scenario, you might experience something glitchy. Yeah. In the simulation. And she's like, well, what do you mean? So she asks her, like, she asks her if she's ever been to a hypnotist show. Have you ever been to a hypnotist show? No. Okay. I did once, too. She she talks about how she did once back in college, but I did as well. And, uh... <laughs> It's kind of weird, but this is how she explains like how hypnotist shows go. So she says that they start out with a large group of volunteers and they kind of kick people out as they go. So they're kicking people out who they think aren't going to be susceptible to like hypnosis or whatever until they're left with people who could be convinced that they're like chickens or that they're eating an ice cream cone or whatever. So basically, they're just trying to find the people that they think are going to be susceptible right she says that in the simulation what they do is the opposite so instead of trying to keep those people that are more susceptible to hypnosis they're trying to watch out for those people because they don't want those people who are more suggestible uh, because they have she says they tend to have a looser grip on the difference between fantasy and reality yeah. Which, I mean, it would make sense, right? If you're susceptible to somebody telling you you're a chicken, 
um it's just that you just you can just become more immersed into your environment and you don't really want to leave so then she wants people so the operator says that they want clients to be able to end the simulation cleanly they have to be able to tell what is real and what isn't so like similar to closing a book when it's done like mm-hmm. you might be immersed for a while and you might have some emotions while reading it but you know at the end of it all that it's not real okay and she's like that's basically the the client that we need um so with that she says that it's imperative that the clients are honest with their operators because the simulation physically interacts with their brains and and not only that the operator has to know for certain what is real and what isn't um because if she's seeing something because the operator can see the simulation that's happening yeah for whatever reason um but she has to know what's real and what isn't and so that way whenever they come out of the simulation if they're saying this was real they can kind of deal with it as a case by case basis and say you know no that wasn't real like yeah you know whatever whatever the case may be so she said so then the the client is kind of still pushing this idea of how come I can't see my dead mom? And she's like, but if I lied and said my mother was alive and you spun it up and we had our day at the botanical garden, what could happen? Mm-hmm. And so, okay, knowing that, what do you think would happen if she spun it up and let her see her dead mom? She probably wouldn't want to leave, I would assume. Right. That's Yeah, that's what I would assume. So (laughs) she says the operator tells her that there's the possibility that she wouldn't know that her mom died. She would come out of that simulation and and not realize that her mom was actually dead. So if that happened, ideally, if, you know, she spun it up and everything and she didn't realize that her mom was actually dead in real life, that ideally the client would be able to relive the death kind of re-experience that grief and do it all over again yeah exactly and you would basically be told from like friends and family and everything about like all the memories y'all had and how she had died and that way your memories would come back because what is happening is that you're basically replacing your memories with something that isn't real because you're so immersed in this simulation because you're experiencing the simulation firsthand it's like replacing the memories you're like oh well this is happening now Mm -hmm, exactly it's completely different than just like watching something and like yeah like you're not like in the metaverse or whatever you know like your sensories well i am but (laughs) oh yeah that's right Right, lives in the metaverse i live in the metaverse (laughs) me and zuck like (laughs) oh Um, so, so yeah, so that was like I, the ideal situation if you were to, you know, go into that simulation where she saw her dead mom. Um, but then she says that, you know, there's also the possibility that you would just never know if your mom was alive or dead because your mom wouldn't be mm-hmm. around. Right? right. And she's like, there would just be like this hole in you. Like you would just be, un- it, it, it would just be constant uncertainty of like, is she actually alive? Is she actually dead? Like, I don't know because I remember this, but on the other hand, I remember this from the simulation and it's like, which one's real, which one's not. And then she says, that's assuming 
that the simulation itself ran the way that it was scripted. So <laughs> she said, this part really fucked me. This is what I put. This part really fucked me. Um, <laughs> so she says, the operator tells the client that if she input the simulation on the assumption that her mother was alive, but her mind was very conscious of the fact that she lied, she could appear in both states simultaneously. Or not truly what? simultaneous, but flickering between them enough to as to appear simultaneous. So she would ap- appear both alive and dead. At the Ooh. Same time. Yeah. In the simulation, though. That is not in saying the- like a state of like the real world. It's saying right. like in the simulation. Ew. Yeah. Like some zombie so- ass shit. <laughs> well, and that's what she said. She's like, what the fuck do you mean? Like her corpse? Yeah. And uh, she goes, well, it depends on your conception of death. So Ooh. if you see a dead person as like a corpse, then that's how they would appear. But they wouldn't just appear as a corpse. They would appear as being alive and as a corpse kind of like flickering between the two. Yeah. Mm. And she said it could be fine or it could be terrible. And she says the only reason she knows that it could be terrible is because she's seen it before. <laughs> and she's just like, uh, okay, well, what do you mean? Like, what did what did that person see? That she saw that flickering before. Right. She said the the client's loved one had died in an accident and they were present driving. They were the driver Mm. that killed their loved one in an accident. And she said that it was just she was like, well, what did they see? Like, how did they see their loved one? And she the operator just kind of like, you know what? Let's get back to you. (laughs) Is there something else I can do instead of your mom? Yeah. And the operator, the client's just like, I just came to see my mom. <laughs> and yep. like, so she's like obviously upset, but the operator's like trying to you know, reel her back in. She goes, maybe I can, excuse me, maybe I can help you. Like, so the client's upset. She only went there to see her mom. And so the operator's like, well, maybe we can try like a different environment. So then the client's like, can I go to India? She's like, sure. Yeah, of course. But the client doesn't know where in India she wants to go, if there's anything specific she wants to see, if there's any food she wants to eat. So the operator's like, well, like, she, the client's like, tell me. Tell me where you want to put me in India. And the operator's like, "I well, I can't. Like, you, I usually recommend you having done some research first before travel, doing travel experiences. <laughs> so the client gets all pissed and she's like, what do I got to do research for? Like, this is a whole simulation. You're supposed to put me in there. And then it goes back to the operator saying, you know, we just manifest your fantasies. We have to be able to be within your capacity to fantasize. So she tells her that the simulation is basically just manifesting their fantasies. And if she doesn't have any idea uh, of what India is like, she's only going to experience what she thinks India is like. Oh, weird. Yeah, because she's not given any sort of, like, they're not putting in, um, like, uh, like, they're not putting in artificial knowledge. Yeah, they're only going off, like, what she has stored. Right. Or, like, what her interpretation is. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Interesting. So, yeah, if she thought India, if she had, like, a completely wrong outlook on India and she thought that it was something similar to, like, somewhere in the Middle East, 
Like that's what her experience would be like. And she might mm. not be satisfied with that because it's not India. Right. <laughs> and so then she starts telling her like, she's like, well, what, like, what else can I do then? Because I obviously haven't done any research for this. And the lady was like, well, it was in the handbook. Like, you should have read the handbook to know. Well, yeah, like, where's the fucking handbook? She's like, well, I just kept, I only came because I wanted to see my mom. That's all that I wanted to do. Yeah. And she goes, well, sexual fantasies are, uh, uh, have a high Henry satisfaction. Cavill? <laughs> she said character role play. You can do flying, like superpowers. Mm. And the client is like, if dead people are too addictive, why the fuck aren't sexual fantasies? why are fucking superpowers she's like if that's the case like couldn't i just say i want to feel perfect bliss and euphoria and she was like yeah (laughs) she goes she's like that's not addictive and the operator's just like well yeah she goes uh (laughs) she goes the operator explains that the problems with seeing deceased loved ones are well understood you know, like the reality of not having somebody there after you close the book, so to speak. But for everything else, if there are any problems, they're dealt with on a case by case basis. And <laughs> um, she starts asking her, she's like, OK, if you want to do that on a case by case basis, you have the right to refuse any request. What are the other rules? So that way I can yeah. figure out what the fuck I'm going to do here. <laughs> and they're like. There are things that no operators will do. And she goes, okay, well, what's that? And she says, uh, we won't allow anybody to have sex with children or real animals. Oh, uh, I would hope not. But she says generally. Like, what does that mean? She's, she, like, she's just like, well, sex with children or real animals, generally. Like, as if there's the possibility of that being a thing, right? Like, it just takes one operator to be like, you know what? Fuck it. Let's do that today. Right? So so then I was like, what the fuck? And so the client gets fucking upset because she's like, what the fuck do you mean generally? And the operator's like, well, that's kind of hard to define. And she goes, I'm sorry. I can fuck a dragon, but I can't see my mom? Like, how does that make sense? Yeah. So upset. And all the operator says is just like, I'm sorry. Like, what? It's in the handbook. <laughs> she's just like, I don't understand that there are conditions where I can fuck a child, but I can't see my mom. She's like, I don't, I don't understand why that's a thing. And she goes, no, 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 no. She goes, not to that extent. Like, of course not. She goes, there's a, dis- uh, a degree of discernment in where, you know, she's like, we live in a society in which anything intimate or unusual is treated as sexual. And that sometimes yeah. like can freak people out. So, she tries to get the client to understand why it depends on the person and the operator. Because she says, you know, if a client wants to be held in the palm of a giant hand, would, would you see, would you think that that was sexual? Yeah. Like she, and she says, you know, I would think that that's sexual, but why, why would I refuse if I were the operator? And she said, can you imagine a way where being held by a giant child would be fun or whimsical in a non-sexual way? And the client is, (laughs) yeah. And the client is kind of like, I mean, it would depend on the person and and what they're thinking as they're doing this. So 
she's just like <laughs> the operator's kind of like okay i like do you see what i'm saying like it depends on the person and their intentions and da, da, da. and then she just goes can i murder somebody <laughs> and she's like what the fuck yeah and like she she cuts off the operator trying to explain it and she goes can i murder somebody and she goes well that depends <laughs> so so then of course she's pissed because she's like how can i murder somebody and then like the operator cuts her off and is like um if someone wants to come in here and rehearse stalking and strangling his ex-wife or shooting up his op- office the operator's gonna say no but if he wants to be like a gunslinger in an old western then you could be you know a quote-unquote murderer because technically that doesn't fall under that perspective of they're assholes or whatever they want to murder somebody so she's like okay well i can be an action hero but how do i like do i have to tell you what the bad guys look like and um the operator's like well yeah like at least in broad strokes like what you generally would think the bad guy would look like she says well what if i want them all to be a specific race and uh the operator's (laughs) Yeah, the operator's like... This uh, about to get real racist, and I didn't know. <laughs> the operator's like, well, no. Like, I I would say no to that. And she goes, well, what if I didn't specify their race? Like, if I said I didn't oh, care... What, like, what would happen? And she, the operator just says she would sketch something in, but it would be influenced with what... The bad guys would be influenced by what the client perceives as a bad guy. So oh even God. if she didn't tell them, I want them all to be black or whatever, if she thought all black people were bad, that was that's what she would see there. Well, she that's doesn't deserve to see her mother again, then racist ass bitch. Well, that's not what she's saying, but that's what the point she's trying to make is that, like, this is fucked oh. up because, like, if I don't tell you and I perceive this as, like, you're just going to let me kill a bunch of black people, like, if I think they're, they're right. black, you know, but it's a simulation, so... She's just like, I, I, (laughs) the operator's like, okay, well, I can see where you're going with this. And then the client just kind of spirals after that because she's like, what the fuck? If this is my perception of a bad guy, this is ridiculous. And you would say no. You would say no if you knew that that was my perception of a bad guy. But if I had an operator with a different philosophy, they would say, you know, oh, they're just blowing off steam. It's all in good fun. It's not real. So she's trying to point out the fact that if it was a different operator and they had different points of view, then what's to stop them from saying, go ahead, make them all black, whatever, because it's And the operator tries to interrupt saying that, you know, they can't dictate everything. The platform is just a venue and that their brain creates the majority of the content. But the client is like, no, Fuck that. She goes, violent racist fantasies, a naked hot to party with Einstein and a unicorn. Fine. That's up to the discretion of the operator. But I can't look at some flowers with my mom. Like, I can't talk to her one last time. Yeah, because that's too addicting. Yeah. And the operator's just like, shall we see about getting you a refund? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, please. And the client is like, the handbook said no refunds. (laughs) The operator's like, like, oh, so you read the handbook and she's probably thinking like, <laughs> if you read it, why are you so surprised by all of this? Like, da, da, da. but then the client says like, oh, it says that on the front cover, no refunds. <laughs> and so 
she's kind of like exasperated she's pissed off at the whole situation she's like well what else do anybody does anybody do and then she goes what's the best fantasy that somebody came in here with like what's something that made them the happiest and um she the operator's like well nobody's asked me that before but she said um it was the time that a client came in and um made a musical like they they simulated a musical and this is what they uh what they did they said in the simulation he was the writer the composer and the director of a broadway musical so the operator kind of suggested that he um choose a specific musical like rent or like cats or whatever so that way they could make it so that in the simulation it would be as if he wrote that musical but the guy just insisted that it has to be original. He, she then told him, you know, everything's going to be vague then. Just like the feeling and suggestion of music and dance, blurred and nonspecific, cobbled together out of other things you'd, you've seen and heard. Um, but she, the operator says that she un- misunderstood them. The guy had actually written a musical in the real world. And oh, he had been working on it most of his life and he had the main mel- melodies. He had the lyrics. He could see the choreography and the costumes in his mind. So he was simulating if his musical had turned, like if it had become a real show. Yeah. And she asks, the client asks, well, was it good? <laughs> she goes, of course not, but it was, it was terrible. She goes, but we put together one hell of a show. She you know, basically just said that was what made him happy. It wasn't what it was, but what he dreamed it could be. So even though the musical was like, ter- the music sucked, the melody sucked, it's what the guy was dreaming it could be. It could yeah. be, you know, I could do this. I could make these costumes. He has this sort of imagination that he's creating this musical that he knows is probably never going to come to light, but he's being able to experience what it would be like. And she said that basically made her really happy. And out of nowhere, she just says, it is a lawsuit thing. <laughs> and she's, the client's like, what? You should have just says, fucking said that at the beginning. Yeah. Well, she says, it's because it's addictive. Like, everything that they do there is addictive. Some people come every day until they're bankrupt. But the people, you know, who are addicted to sex or superpowers, they don't win in court. Right? Because, like, nobody's going to pity them. Like, oh, yeah. You're- to having sex all day why is that our problem but if somebody saw their dead child again and they chose to live in that fantasy instead of reality that might be a problem for both the company and the client so she's like (laughs) well did the guy um did the musical guy ever come back and she's like not that i know of you know he just wanted to see it once and so the client is just not giving it up she's like what if i promise to never come back (laughs) the operator tells her no I'll get fired. The um, the client asks her if it's like hard coded in the rules that she cannot give. She cannot let her see her dead mom. Yeah. And um, she, uh, she's like, it's not. But, you know, we have the right to refuse. Um, she says the simulations aren't recorded or broadcast. So how would anybody know? And the operator just says, you know, we'll know when you come back and when you keep coming back because you're so addicted to it and 
she just but like she won't give up she's like what if i just tell you about it like what i want and then god why don't you just stop (laughs) yeah and she like it the operator is just like i'm telling you i can't but she's like it's nothing it's nothing it's boring like it's just so small what i want and the operator just stays silent so then she keeps going she goes okay so this is what i want she goes we're gonna be in the botanical garden we're gonna be inside the conservatory and then the operator's like well like okay well tell me what the conservatory looks like and I'm like, why is she kind of playing into her fantasy? Why, like, so you, you can already tell she's being addictive about it because she keeps yeah. pushing it. Exactly. And um, so she tells her, you know, we're this is how I want it. We're going to be walking in the botanical gardens. She describes the conservatory. She's like, we're there in the middle of a day. We're there in a weekday. You know, I took it off from work. The sky is blue. Oh, we're in the tropical rainforest section. We're walking arm in arm and my mom is just telling me random plant facts. She's gossiping about relatives and kids that I went to school with. And I'm just listening and enjoying her company. She's like, that's it. I just want to do that until my time is up. And the operator doesn't say anything. She's just silent. So the client is like, what, are you like surprised that it's not something more dramatic? And she's like, no, I'm not surprised because most of the people that want to do this with their loved ones, they want the ordinary things the most like just being able to talk to them one more time and she's like uh so and then after that she's quiet so then she's just like well what do you think and then the operator says pre-simulation consultations are recorded as a text transcript and she's like uh what (laughs) and she says she says the transcripts are um anonymized and that, you know, it's read by AI and the AI is quite literal. So it doesn't understand sarcasm and it can't see their gestures, but she could get fired. Um, because even though the simulations aren't recorded, they have on record this text. What trailer. they want. Right. Yeah. And she says, well, then just tell me, tell me something else you want. But the client is like, the only thing I-, she's like, just tell me something else. Like, she's just like, just fucking tell me something else. And then the client kind of is like, okay. She's like, I want to ride a unicorn. <laughs> and what? yeah. And so the operator tells her, great. I'll start mapping it out. Go next door and get fitted for your simulator cap. If you have any questions um, or if I have any questions, I'll use the room to room communication. She says, but this time I don't expect that I'll have any. And um, the client is like, will you see what i see and she's like yes and she goes will i see you again and she goes no if you keep your promise and then she says thank you and she's like enjoy your unicorn she says i will and so what she did was she at least my interpretation of it is that she's mapping out what she was told everything that her mom you know told her or whatever or what she told her about the conservatory what they're doing da 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 was getting ready to map it all out, but the AI transcript is going to say that she's going to go fucking ride a unicorn. And so that's cool. Yeah, she technically can't get fired. So that was a that was a ride. I think for me, it was I was kind of going in between, like, what the fuck? What does she want to do? Like, it it was macabre in some areas, and then it was really sweet in others. And I was just like, I don't know how to feel about this. Yeah. So, so that, that was, was cool. I like one. that. Yeah. Uh, Excuse me. It's kind of interesting because, like, 
I was when you started talking about it, I immediately thought of Black Mirror. I don't know if you've seen it. Yeah. <laughs> the yeah. San Junipero episode. And I was thinking about like it's like the two old women like dying in the nursing home, but they're in like this open world simulation. But it's yeah. interesting because it's not like an open world like game. It's like directly fitted to what's in your mind that someone maps out. Yeah. Architecturally. It's cool. I like that. Yeah. It's a, yeah, it was definitely an interesting concept, and it did give me, like, Black Mirror vibes. But I was yeah. like, yeah, I couldn't imagine. Oh, one thing I didn't mention was that they talk about how, like, a good majority of their clientele are, like, small, like, a small group of people. Because people keep coming back. And she's like, yeah. the rich people come back as much as they can afford it, and the poor people come back until they're bankrupt. Like, That's crazy. Yeah. But I was like, fuck. Well, yeah, if you could fuck celebrities and, like, shoot up oh, heroin yeah. and do all the shit you can't do in real life, I'd do it, too. <laughs> yeah, I was like, but that was a good one. That was good. Yeah, I like that. Okay, okay, so my short story was fucking odd. I'm ready, I'm ready. Victoria bought the book this time, and I have Ooh. the conclusion. Who are we? Oh, my God, we're different people. It was very weird reading like an actual book today. <laughs> I didn't it like it because I felt like I had to keep like putting it in the light. And I oh, hate that. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. I missed Did my you candle. smell it? Does it smell good? Yeah, it smells pretty good. It smells yeah, like my purse for sure. <laughs> it smells like weed. <laughs> weed. <laughs> okay. So my short story was called Liddy, first to fly. And not Liddy like I'm lit. Like Liddy, her name is L-I-D-D-Y. Liddy. I'm fucking Liddy, yo. <laughs> so this story is about a group of middle school girls. I believe they're middle school girls. Okay. They don't really specify. Um. And it's about this girl, Liddy, goes to her friends during recess and shows them her ankles. And on her ankles is, like, blisters and, like, pussy lumps. And the girls are freaking out and they're like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, cover that shit up. I don't know what it is. It hurts. I don't know what to do about it. And the girls start looking it up on their phones and they're like, ew, I think you have ringworm. She's like, no, I definitely don't. It's not ringworm. <laughs> oh, did I tell you that John had got ringworm from one of his jobs? Ew. <laughs> yeah, he worked at a Barbara's bookstore in Macy's in Chicago. And the Barbara's bookstore was in the basement of the Macy's. It was the downtown Macy's. Mm-hmm. And that Macy's was connected to the trains to the mm-hmm. subway or the yeah the trains it was connected to the the ones that go underground <clears throat> excuse me so there's tunnels in there but there a lot of the time there were a lot of homeless people that hung out in there because it was always cold outside and they would always hang out in the tunnels to keep warm and of course if you're in Macy's or if you're connected to Macy's you're going to go hang out in Macy's there were like people that would overdose in the basement bathrooms all the time they would oh my god yeah it was bad or like there's like shit like it was disgusting there's like shit all over the walls everything so he worked in the the bookstore in the basement 
and that was like in the Macy's. Mm. And because of how gross it was and how unsanitary just being in that basement was, he got ringworm probably That's from the fucking bathroom. gross. Yeah, he, <laughs> he went to our doctor and she was like, yep, that'll do it. Because <laughs> she's like, he's like, I think this is where I got it from. And she's like, oh, yeah. Yeah, 100%. It was pretty gross. That's disgusting. <gasps> Did he have like the actual like rings and shit? No, it was just like it was like red it was just like red uh like spots. Like they weren't rings. Ew. She gave him like an antifungal cream and just told him to put it on there for like a week. See, my He's clerk's like, brother just had ringworm and he mm-hmm. had that shit like cuz she says he works at like a gymnasium with little kids and he mm-hmm. trains them. And he had like a big fucking ring like on his forehead. Oh my god. It looked disgusting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't even know. I was like so scared. I was like, did it like get under your skin? Like, what the fuck? And he goes, no, it's just a type of whatever. Bacterial. Like, that's- yeah, that's nasty. Yuck. Anyway, sorry. That- yeah. Re- recovered memory and nasty shit. <laughs> <laughs> okay, back to these girls fucking showing their ankles and shit. <laughs> Whores. <laughs> so it's Liddy, Chloe, Mags, and Grace. They're friends. Um, so Liddy's the ones with the fucked up ankles. After the girls see the ankles, they're like, you should really like tell your mom. Like, maybe you should go to the doctor. And she's like, no, no, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's probably just like a rash, whatever. So the next day, they go back to recess where they go to talk. And she shows her ankles again. And this time, there's like, translucent stretched bumps and they're like like they're becoming like sacks of like fluidy welts (laughs) and they're like what the fuck is going on but you know they're also like young girls they're like let's pop it let's poke it let's like look at it a big yuck so they talk a lot too about because, like, during the, the book or during the story, like, boys, like, pick on them. Like, oh, they're over there on the bleachers. You're sitting in dog pee. Like, don't you know? And they talk a lot about, like, like, Grace is the narrator and she goes, you know, they say that we're going to start to, like, like boys and, like, be interested in them. She's like, but I just can't see it. Like, they hint a lot about how, like being a child is like way easier than being an adult mm-hmm. we'll get there we'll get more into it <laughs> they decide that they're gonna go pop the bubbles because what else are they gonna do so they go over to liddy's house and they get like a sterile needle and they <laughs> they put her on the bed and liddy pokes through the skin And she can't pop it, so she rips up the skin. And, like, a weird... Because they can see, like, a white something moving in the the bubbles. And they can't can't figure out what it is. So when they pop it open, they pull out... She, like, rinses off, like, the fluids and shit. And it's, like, a little white, like, head of a feather comes out of her her ankle. 
and she pops the other one and it's another little white feather that comes out. And they're like looking at it and they 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 talk about this is where they talk about like prepubescent like thinking and shit where they're like we just got out of the phase in our lives that like imaginary shit like this wasn't real anymore to us. She's like so now it feels like we're falling back in to like being children again even though we're supposed to be like moving forward like we can't tell if this is like actually happening or if this is like you know real certain extent to like your imagination and what you're fucking seeing in real life like uh, (laughs) the fuck okay so after they pop it and they see the feathers um they tell Liddy, they're like, you really need to tell your mom. <laughs> like, you really need to. And she goes, I would. She just has, like, a lot going on. Like, I just don't feel like I need to tell her. Okay. And they're like, okay. So the more the feathers come out, they're, like, they become, like, crow feathers, like, dark feathers. They have, like a, like, a bluish tint to them. And Grace and the girls kind of find it, like, exciting. like wow, our friend has, like, feathers growing out of her ankles. They're like, (laughs) what kind of friends do you have? We're like, (laughs) like, this bitch is like fucking Achilles. Like, she's fucking growing wings out of her fucking ankles. That's big yuck. (laughs) So, so they... Talk uh, so Grace talks about how the older they're getting, the less close they are together. She said that they've always been friends since they were born, but she can't remember like why or how they became friends. And when they ask, it's because their mothers were all friends, so they were like forced into friendship as a group. Mm-hmm. And she says that the older they're getting, the more and more like farther apart that they're drifting. But that this experience now, this like weird feathers coming out of Liddy's ankle is like bringing them closer as a friend group again. <laughs> okay. So after they find the feathers, um, Liddy doesn't come to school for three days. And they're like, what the fuck's going on? Like, what do you think happened? Like, maybe she really did tell her mom and they like put her in a hospital and like they're surgically removing the feathers and something weird's happening or like she's getting inducted into like some scientific magazine or something. Wait, and wait, so go ahead. So they're like they're not just like falling off of her ankle. They're like in her ankle like a, like a bird. They're like in her had- ankle like a bird, but they're like sideways. It's not like feather. So like Chloe at one point says like it would be sexier if they grew out of your back. Because, like, Uh you know, when you think of someone growing feathers, it's, like, you would have wings coming out of your back. Mm -hmm. This is, like, in her ankles, but, like, sideways. Oh, Like, one on each side of the bone. That's – okay. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So, Grace calls Liddy's mom, and she's, like, you know, we're just checking on her. We haven't – she hasn't been to school in three days. And Liddy's mom's, like, oh, she's just had, like, a growing fever. And and Grace is like, I don't know what that is. 
And she's like, you know, a growing fever, like when you sleep for a couple days and you wake up and you're like a little taller, like, you know, you just like, like growing pains. And Grace is like, I've never heard of that. Like, I, I don't know what that is. And she's like, yeah, all girls your age are going through that. And she, she can tell like her mom's keeping quiet. Like she's like lying, like, but being cheerful about it. So she doesn't want to press her anymore. So eventually on the fourth day, Liddy comes to school and they can't really catch her before she goes into class. But at recess again, they corner her and they're like, where the fuck have you been? Like, we've been worried. Um, And she was just like, I have something to show you. She lifts up her sweatpants and it's full fucking like wings, like full wings. They say that, that it's like scraping the dirt on the ground. Coming out of her ankles. So she's having. So. So she has. Wings. Mm -hmm. Growing out of her ankles. Right. And then the way that she conceals them. Is they fold up into like her calves. Like essentially they like silhouette her calves. Until they're released. And then they're like full wingspan wings. Coming out of her ankles. The fuck are you going to fly with fucking wings on your ankles? Your stupid ass is going to be hanging upside down, try, like in the fucking sky. What? And how? Yeah. Do- <laughs> so that's so that's what they talk about. They're like, well, like, obviously you can't fly with wings like pointing outwards. They would have to like be able to like fluctuate. And she was like, well, I don't know. Like, maybe. They're like chickens. Like maybe I'm supposed to like run faster or something. She's like, I don't know what the purpose of them is. And they're like, did you tell your mom? She was like, no, no, I just have a lot going on. She just has a lot going on. Like she can't focus on that. So they're like, well, maybe you need like, maybe you need a jump, like like a a big jump. Because she like jumps off the ground and nothing happens with the wings. They just like get all dirty in the dirt. Like, maybe you need, like, a big jump. Like, maybe you can fly if you had, like, uh, something to jump off of. So they go <laughs> to Mag's the building. <laughs> they go to Mag's house. And apparently she has, like, this full, like, acreage in her backyard. And there's, like, a little baby cliff um, that they use when it's wintertime for sledding. But now that it's summertime, it's just, like, dirt and grass. So Liddy jumps off the fucking cliff. She doesn't fly. She just falls straight to the ground. But she's not injured. She just jumps back up. She's like, I could really feel something. Like, maybe I should get a running jump. And so she she runs and then jumps again, falls, like, straight to the fucking ground. She's going to fucking end up killing herself. So then they're like, well, we can't really tell. Maybe someone should jump with you. And then we can see, like, if that person just falls straight to the ground, if you, like, stay up a little bit and then fall to the ground. I feel like you're just as confused as I am reading this because I didn't know what the fuck was going What is that logic? Like, even if she were to stay up, like, half a millisecond longer, bitches are still going to fall and get hurt. Like, So they can compare to see, like, if she's staying in the air. But what does it matter if she's still not falling down? <laughs> like, she's flying like she's supposed to. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So then they're like, well, maybe you're like an ostrich or a dinosaur. Like, you can't really fly. You just have the wings for some reason. <laughs> you're fucking useless. 
So she does it again. And again, she just falls straight to the ground. And Chloe, who jumped with her, falls straight to the ground. And Mag's mom comes out and she's like, what are y'all doing? And then they hide the wings, of course. And she's like, oh, we're just playing. And she's like, well, don't do that. Like, you're going to hurt yourself. She's like, and the girls, like, need to go home. You need to come inside and, like, do your homework and come eat dinner and whatever. So, like, okay. So, they all go home. And um, they decide that, like, maybe it's not a big enough jump. Maybe she needs a bigger jump to see if she can fly. So, there's this thing called. Okay, there's this thing called the springboard in their town. And it's essentially just like a really high cliff that like one of the cliff ledges looks like a diving board. So people like jump off the cliff end into the water below. And people have been known to like die there or like hit the rocks and break their bones. But it's only like occasionally like like (laughs) deaths every 10 years. Okay. And so apparently when the girls' moms were in high school, they had people in their class die. And so they, like, forbid the girls to ever go there. So all the girls lie and they're like, oh, we're going to go to the mall. But in reality, they go to the springboard. And they're like, we're going to test if you can actually fly today. And this is... (laughs) If she couldn't fucking fly off the cliff. (laughs) But the cliff wasn't big enough. Now we got to do the springboard. <laughs> and this is where I got kind of nervous because I was like, the the story's wrapping up, and I was like, where where is this gonna go? Like, I don't understand <laughs> where this is gonna go. So they get up to the top of the springboard. Liddy starts taking all her clothes off. She lets her wings out of her ankles, and she's like, she's like, I'm ready. And they're like, you're not scared. Like, you're gonna do it. And she like. Grace says, like, she has no fear, like, in her eyes at all. And just when she's about to, like, she's getting a running jump to jump off the cliff. And just when she's about to, all of the moms come from, like, the bushes. And they're like, what are you doing? Don't jump. Stop. And Liddy jumps off the edge. (laughs) And Grace makes it a point to be like, I can see it now. When they find her body at the bottom, she's not going to have wings. They're going to think we're making it up. And like, it looks like she just committed suicide, essentially. And I'm thinking, I'm sitting over here thinking like, was this all imagination? Because she mentions like puberty and growing up like a lot. I'm like, was this like their last ditch attempt at like living, like having an imagination or something or like having imaginary, you know what I mean? Like kids do. Yeah. And I was like, holy fucking shit. So the, all the moms start freaking out. They go grab their kids. Liddy's mom starts running down like the mountainside. And she gets all the way to the bottom. She goes in the water to like look for her because nobody can see her. Liddy pops up and she's like swimming back to her mom. And the mom's like, oh, thank God, thank God, thank God. And she gets out of the water. And when they bring her up, Everybody can see the wings on her ankles. And that that's how it ends. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh what? Okay. Okay. Let's unpack this. 
So I'm thinking, <laughs> I feel like it's all just one big metaphor for having an imagination and believing in yourself and fucking mm-hmm. like even though you're an adult and you've got so much shit going on you still need to pay attention to what your children are doing and helping them have that sort of imagination that's what it seems like to me that's what i got out of it because again she talks a lot about i i, I wrote at the end i thought it was going to be pretend like i thought what she said was true like they're going to find her body and there's no wings. And it was going to be a message about how adulthood is like ruining imagination. Take numero dos. We had some technical <laughs> difficulties <laughs> late last night when we were trying to record. And so we were, are recording again today. So if y'all have a method on how to like virtual record without using a Discord bot, please please email us. I would love to know because yeah, fucking Craig <laughs> ruined it for everybody. I think some people do like just Zoom. Yeah, I knew that too, but I don't know how great that would be. I feel like it would be better than Discord because we use Zoom for like the events mm. on um, we use them for the events at work and mm. it records like three or four hours worth of footage just fine then maybe we should so, use zoom we can try zoom excuse me i think it's it's worth cut trying that. cut that it's worth trying at least yeah i'm done okay so this is going to be the third short story that we read together okay so time cubes is the th- name of the third short story that we read it was a fucking weird one yeah i'm sorry let me pull my no you're good (laughs) yeah that's just weird (laughs) damn that's crazy (laughs) i'm pulling up my kindle on my computer (laughs) because i i did did you know that the fancy kindle app on the Macs, they have like cute little highlighting colors no i need to download is it automatically on here or do i have to download it you have to download the Kindle app uh, uh, from the App Store. But it's like... Uh, oh, what happened? My thing went away. Oh, yeah. It's cute. So that's where I wrote like all my notes. Because you can highlight and then you can add notes to, to your highlighted thing. Ew. Like, and I know you can do that on the Kindle, but it's not... I mean, you know how the Kindle is. It takes forever to like register anything. Yeah. So like, yeah. Okay, I'm installing that right now. Thank you so much. There's no problem. Um, so this short story is kind of set in the future, I'm assuming. Didn't we say the last time we thought it was like on Mars or something, like a different planet? Yeah, 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 yeah. Because it's they talk about like the red sand and shit. So Yes. But- so when it starts we the narrator is a girl named Alice and she's watching some presentation. Alice spends uh, I guess every day watching this man do a presentation on a product that he's selling. And at mm-hmm. first we don't really know what it is. She describes it as like an acrylic painted box that has a knob on it 
and the first one that he brings out has like a plant in it she's like it's kind of like terrarium like and the more he moves the knob if he moves it forward you see the light the plants like life progression um it like it sprouts it dies it like you know whatever and then he goes backwards and then it like goes back it all the way until when it's originally sprouted and he's kind of just like moving it backward and forward so you can see like he's fucking with the the life progression and everybody's impressed but nobody wants to buy it so he's like okay well you know what let me bring out a more expensive model that i think you guys might like and he brings out another box but instead of a plant it's a frog and cut that um and the frog the more he turns the dial it's the same thing so it if he turns it all the way backwards it goes to like a tadpole and if he turns it all the way forward it it's like dead and deflated and its eyes are gone and it's a skeleton and shit um so everybody's like oh wow like i really need that and he talks about how it's like the price of a smartphone, but it's a toy and blah, 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 blah. And it's like at a kiosk at this mall. The man at the kiosk at the mall is selling the boxes and he calls them time cubes because obviously he's been fucking with the time of the mm-hmm. lifespan of the frog and the plant. And Alice watches him every day. and. She apparently they live in this mall, so it's like some futuristic Mars shit where they don't like really leave. Mm-hmm. And this mall is like massive. It's like it's like it's still like what like eighty plus floors, and then like yeah, five sub level basement floors. And there's different towers with that have different floors. Mm-hmm. And so after she watches him, she starts thinking about how. She spoke with her depressive specialist, <laughs> which is a therapist, I'm assuming, but like a rowdy ass therapist. Yeah, that bitch crazy. <laughs> if my like, therapist, oh. go ahead. <laughs> if my therapist said the shit she says, <laughs> she, she would not what have would been you paid do? by my insurance. <laughs> if you were talking about like how sad you were and you were like telling her like your feelings on something, and she's like, I'm going to stop you right there. Ashley, you know what you need? You need to start having casual sex with strangers. <laughs> Been there, done that, lady. Didn't help me. That's why I'm here in the first place. <laughs> Go have casual sex with strangers and make sure you're attracted to them physically. Which is oh like, God. okay. So... She starts thinking about it and she's like, you know what? Maybe like I should do that. Maybe like it would make me happier because I haven't been happy. And <laughs> she starts thinking about or she starts downloading like um like a dating app. Mm-hmm. And she starts talking about how like I guess like primitive it is because it's what they're in like the future or whatever. Yeah. And she's just like swiping through and she says that she can feel herself like becoming addicted to it. Like she can see why people are addicted to it. Yeah. And she says that after a while, after looking at so many faces, they all just become like a cluster of mouths and eyes. And she can't judge if she's physically attracted to them or not. 
Yeah, which is crazy. I mean, I get that, though. Like, you look at something for so long, it just all becomes one, like, amalgamated fucking face. Yeah. So she starts thinking about, like, okay, well, who can I have casual sex with? Like, that's not on a dating app. And she starts thinking mm-hmm. about the time cube guy because she literally sees him every day. And she's talking about how he has, like, like a renaissance beauty about him, like an old school renaissance beauty. And oh. she's like, fuck it. Like, this is what's going to happen. <laughs> and it's depressed and wants to have sex with this guy. She wants to get her fucks on real bad. Not really. She just thinks it'll make her happier. Which, isn't that sad that people think like that? I mean, yeah, that you just, you know, sometimes you just need some, oh, excuse me, attention from somebody else. Listen, if you want to fucks, get your fucks on. <laughs> Don't do it because you think it'll help you. Well, her therapist is telling her it'll help her. You mean her <laughs> depressive specialist. That's true. That's yeah, true. Okay, so she's like thinking about the time cube man and she's like, yeah, he has a good fucking look on him. Let's court him. So she talks about how apparently in the future in on Mars or whatever the fuck, all you get to eat is some like nutritional patty. And some people just take it as it is like one floor of like the food court is just like monotonous like it's all the tables lined up all the chairs lined up you each get your nutritional patty and you fucking eat it and you live your life some people like to go to a different floor and they have fake food trucks there so like different stalls so you could get like tacos or noodles but essentially it's just the nutritional patty just shaped into those things but people like still want to believe that they're eating something different which isn't like an interesting thought like, if we ever do, like, go to Mars and shit, I wonder if it'll be, like, that, like, rationed. And, like, with that, do you think it's, it's like, a psychological thing of, like, I'm eating a taco, so it might taste like a taco? Probably. Like, I bet that has something to do with it, too. But she's just, like, I don't usually come here. I don't give a fuck about that. I go to the one that looks basically like my lab. Like, it's familiar. It's all the mm-hmm. same. It's clean. Whatever. Right. So the only reason she go she went to the fake food stall floor was because the time cube man was going to be there. Do we learn his name? We don't, right? No. I don't think so. No. Um, so the time cube man was going to be there. So she gets her fake noodles, even though it's, again, just the patty. <laughs> and she's like, Ken, is the seat taken? And he's like, oh, no, no, go ahead. And it's oh, interesting that he's so, like, accepting of her like interrupting his private time because she mentions that I guess wherever they are people like really covet their private time and if you interrupt that they get fucking pissed and like hate you yeah that's like my ideal world (laughs) no small talk (laughs) and casual sex (laughs) not the casual sex just the just leave me alone just like don't talk to me (laughs) just absolutely leave me alone yeah, and, and she mentions the author, the way she writes it, too. She she says he has a, what is it, like a wolfish, what should say, a wolfish aspect when he grinned. Yeah. So, like, you have that sort of, uh, 
what's the word? Like, it's like a prey, like a hunter. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so she asks him. <laughs> this is all over the place. Um, she sits next to him. They start talking. One thing leads to another. She says she just like asks him for a casual sex. She's just like, do you want to fuck? <laughs> And the next thing is they, like, go up to his apartment, which she says is, like, a fancy apartment on, like, the upper floor that she's never been on or whatever. Yeah, but she also says that it's, like, older than the newer one, like, than the ones that she lives in. Yes, that's a good catch. But it's older, which is weird. Right. So she goes with him. They fuck for, like, three minutes. And then she says he, like, jizzes and passes out. Like, if he got hit by a frying pan, pass out. And she gets up because that didn't really satisfy her at all. It didn't, like, cure her depression. And she starts wondering his apartment and notices that he lives in a two-bedroom, which she says is, like, a rare occurrence that people have two bedrooms without a roommate. Mm -hmm. And... She decides that she's going to, like, open, try try the door. She's like, I know it's locked, but I'm just going to try it. And she tries it, and I guess, like, the wood paneling is broken, so it just, like, lets her in. And when she goes in, she sees, like, his workshop for the time cubes, and there's, like, bones of, like, dead animals, and, like, she was, like, it. it she said that she could, like, smell... Like the the combined smell of sex clinging and like looking at all of the bones made her like stomach flop like she felt sick. That's big yuck, dude. And she really starts to think about like the frog in the presentation and about like what actually like it felt like going back and forth now that she's seeing all these like dead animal bones. So she is, like, looking at all the tech, and she finds, what is it, like, an iPad or something? Like, a tablet? Yeah, like, and and she says that it's, like, a tablet or, like, some form of device that is only meant for one thing. And so, like, like a, remember when they used to have those, like, photo frames that just, like, digital photo frames that only show photos? So it's something similar to, like, that, but, like, in the form of a tablet. I just bought my mom one of those like two Christmases ago because <laughs> she wanted one. <laughs> so she finds this old tech and she realizes she starts looking through the pictures and she notices this man who's like older, right? He was older at the beginning. Mm-hmm. And like, she's like middle age, I think, and he like gets older. Yeah. But he's definitely not the same age as he is now. And as she's, like, flipping through the picture, she notices him, like, at raves or at concerts or at, like, clubs or bars. And, like, he is, like, enjoying his life to, like, the fullest. She says, like, she can see it in his eyes. And she looks over and she sees this, like, huge fucking box that's, like, human-shaped. And she, like, realizes right at that moment, like, she knows what he's been doing. That she, that, yeah, because she realizes once she sees that knob on the inside, she's like, what, is, what the fuck is this? And then she sees the knob and she's like, oh. Yeah. So she decides, yeah, she gets in it and she turns the knob and she can feel herself. She can't feel herself aging like she thought she was going to because she, she turns it forward. She feels 
like she can see her whole life flashing before her eyes, but there's people and places that she doesn't know or she's never been. And she can't help but like keep forwarding, even though she knows what the end is going to be. And doesn't at one point in the story, she talks about how like there's like suicide prevention things in the mall. Yeah, like on the skywalk, um, Mm -hmm. the thing that gets them in between towers, it's like also the only way for them to get outside and it's always packed. So they put up like suicide prevention walls and she always talks about how she was so attracted to those because obviously because she's depressed. Right. Like she was attracted to those, but she couldn't do anything. One, because there are always people around and two, because they're supposed to prevent her from doing Right. So, so as she's forwarding the knob, she kind of, I think at one point she mentions like she thinks about what her like depressive specialist would say. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And, but she can't, she just like, she knows what she wants out of this. And she realizes too, like that the man has been doing this and like harboring this like tech because. Mm -hmm she calls him selfish like it's a selfish act but she knows that like if he were to share that with the world that he would be hunted more than he would be praised but like we had this conversation in our last recording (laughs) you said that you would turn the knob all the way forward yeah right like if if it was a choice between going forward and Mm -hmm. staying young or like So you brought up the point of if we were like in our 90s and everybody we knew or had relationships with, they were all gone and we were on like the dawn of like a new technological age, all this cool stuff had been coming out, brain and technology, stuff we hadn't been able to live through. Would you want to go back and and be young again or would you just want to die? And I said, I would just want to die. Because I have already experienced things and my uh, point of view would would be different uh, when I'm 90 compared to what I am now. And I mean, it could change, you know, when I get older, I'd be like, fuck it, I'll fucking live forever. But at, at this moment, I feel like I would have lived a full life and I wouldn't want to try to make myself young again to relive a new life because to me that would make my relationships with other people with with people in my you know that I grew up in my original mm-hmm. life it it would make me feel like my relationship with them wasn't as significant because you cultivate these relationships right on like the aspect of of it being uh, what's the word um it's it's not like different. shaping your your life yeah and right and you you know you know you don't have the the whole world and the whole you know every, every day to spend with this person so that helps you kind of base your relationship around that with this person and or, or people and i feel like when i if, when i'm 90 i'm not gonna want to both ends of the thing. I, I feel like I'm not going to have a special relationship with anybody moving forward, like how I would if if in my old life. 
at the yeah. same time. I don't think I'd have the energy to like deal with a bunch of stupid ass people again for 90 fucking years and mm-hmm. deal with all that shit. But like you went on the opposite end of that. I did. And I don't think so like if I was old, right? And like let's say everybody I knew that I loved died, right? They were gone mm-hmm. and I was like the last one. And I think if I had the opportunity, I would go back because I am not saying that those relationships are less valuable to me. I'm mm-hmm. just saying, like, I no longer have ties. You know, when you when you get in a relationship or like your parents, those those factors like determine where you go, what you do, mm-hmm. how you spend your money. It determines everything. Your relationships determine everything. So when you no longer have those ties and you could go back to like being young and like experiencing what the future is going to be because like who fucking knows what they're going to make in the future i 100 percent would go back and just like do whatever the fuck i wanted that doesn't mean like making new relationships it just means like if i wanted to fucking travel the world three times around i could so that's how i see it i would love i would do it in a heartbeat yeah i would absolutely just be like just kill yeah that's yeah that's not for me (laughs) i just we talked about it too i was like if i can't deal with it now at at 29 i'm not gonna be able to deal with it at night you're like no goodbye everybody yeah i don't know i how old do you think you want to live like now do i want to live or do i think i will live you want to live uh 21 shut the fuck up (laughs) I am I am well over 21 <laughs> and that is when I would have wanted to live. I think um that's it, a hard question for me to answer right now with everything that's been going on. <laughs> mm. Um but I think I I think a good like age would probably be I I think in my like late 70s because That's still it, young though. I I know but I think with the way that my family is, everybody's died like in their seventies, except for my yeah. grand, like my grandparents on my dad's side, they're like in late eighties. But like I see their quality of life, and it is not, <laughs> it is not it. It is yeah, not the best. So, and I think you know, if I'm still healthy at seventy, I would, of course, whatever. But I think that just knowing my um medical history and my family history that yeah i'm not expecting anything past 70 i think that's okay <laughs> well, you i want to live to like yeah i want to live to be 100 <laughs> i want to be a century fucking how crazy would that be that you lived 100 fucking years like you saw the world in a hundred year span that's fucking incredible i, I want to do that and with, like you we've lived in two separate centuries yeah that's crazy that's fucking crazy yeah you fucking millennials don't know what we're talking about oh, we are millennials and what are they gen-, gen gen z gen z fuck you we're millennials but we're not elder millennials and that's what matters we're emo millennials. What the fuck was Andre trying to tell me yesterday? Elder emo. 
yeah, elder emos and like seen senior citizens. Oh my god! He was like, "Yeah, we're senior citizens because we're not elder emos." That's so much. Oh my god! You know what? Kids that are like twenty-two and younger don't know what scene kids are. So no, they don't. Look it up and be like, "What the fuck?" It's us, baby. Oh. <laughs> oh, god. He never had too that big of hair, but like, no, I wish. We remember we go to topic all the time and try to buy manic panic. So thinking that would make our hair neon fucking pink. Uh-huh, because we weren't allowed to bleach it, and so we would just be like, let's put it over our hair. And then we both had dark ass hair, so it never fucking did anything. <laughs> oh my god. Those were good times. Okay, next. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, okay. So back to Alice. She's fast-forwarding her life, essentially. Mm-hmm. She doesn't feel like she's dying. She just, again, like, is having all these recollections. I mean, recollections. She's having all these, like, memories of her life that she hasn't experienced yet. She's feeling, like, the emotions of it, which is interesting to me to, like, know, because she, she says how fast it's going, to know that mm-hmm. you're feeling grief so quickly, and then you're feeling, like, joy and you know, the feeling of meeting somebody for the first time, your first kiss with them yeah. up. It's That's crazy. Like, yeah. how do you feel? I can't fathom feeling like that, like all at once and separately. It just is mind blowing. Also, I have like FOMO. So if I saw a bunch of people, like if I saw mm-hmm. memories of like me, like loving somebody or me, like being friends, I would be like, well, this fucking sucks. Like I'm never going to get to experience that. Let's go back. Well, yeah, but she's just like, let's get it done, brother. <laughs> but she wouldn't want it. But she, then she wouldn't have FOMO and be like, you know. Yeah. Also, well, if you were in that situation, you could just be like, oh, that, that seems like a good age. I'm going to just turn it back real quick. And no we'll shit. While she's fast forwarding the numb, the time cube man realizes that she's in the second room when he comes to. And, um, he barges in the door and he goes to the human shaped box that she's in and he's like trying to pry it open. He's like, please stop, just stop. And she's just like staring at him. And she says like, she feels like she couldn't fast forward it like enough. Like she was just like, let's get this done. And then it ends. Because like too, he was, whenever he like woke up, he like didn't even remember her name. She's like, he incorrectly guessed my name and he was calling that name throughout the house trying to find me. And then he got I think it's there. his wife? No, I think he just forgot what her name was because it was so casual. Mm-hmm. And she's like, because she said he was incorrectly guessing her name. So it had to have been something close. At least. Now, <clears throat> I have another theory. Hmm. It might be out there. But what if this is not the first time that it's happened. Well, no, because he would have remembered her name. Because I was going to say, what if he, like, recognized her when she sat down? That's why he, like, had that, like, wolfish grin. Mm-hmm. And then, because I would assume if there's a dead body in the box, all you have to do is just turn the knob and it would go back. Right. right. So what if this is, like, he constantly, like, resets her and she just keeps, like, ending up? But that wouldn't make sense. 
That would be fucking crazy, though. I'd be like, stop fucking her at that point. Just be like, stop coming to my apartment. I'm sick of doing this, you fuck. Yeah. Unless he's, like, psychotic and he, like, gets off on the fact that he gets to, like, mm-hmm. watch somebody. Like, he doesn't technically murder them. But he, and he, like, gets to play God and, like, bring them back to life. That would be so scary. (laughs) Yeah, that's fucking, I mean, he's a fucking kiosk salesman. He's already a narcissist or a sociopath. But maybe, too, that's why she's, like, so entranced by his presentations. Because, like, she does it all the time. But what if she, she if if he um, rewound her, wouldn't she remember dying? Like, wouldn't she remember going fast, like, forward? I think maybe you would think that, but she talks about how, like, nobody knows the tech. So what if, like, that's, like, a glitch or something in whatever he made? Interesting to think about. And that's the thing Mm -hmm. is that it's just, it's done. You don't know. You don't get any answers. You're just kind of there to interpret it. Exactly. That's what I like about these. It's like, it gets really good, and then it's like, and that's it. And you're like, holy shit, what am I supposed to do with that information? I really like it, too, because we've had so many where it's like, giving us all this information, and then we get the answer, and it's very unsatisfying. Whereas this, we're given only so much information, and we don't get the answer, and we're just kind of like, that's great to, like think about and now we get to make our own like satisfying ending in our brains instead of like being disappointed (laughs) (laughs) i just come up with a disappointing ending for everything (laughs) well that was unsatisfying (laughs) oh well (laughs) so yeah that was no i i do like that was a good one i like the i like this the first three so hopefully the next three. We're going to be doing the next three next week. So yes. I'm sure those will also be good. I'm going to read the the number four. Victoria will read number five. We'll both read number six. And we'll do the same thing. We'll talk about it and go from there. Yes. <laughs> Excuse me. So make sure you join us next week to hear about that. I uh, I haven't posted the forum yet. I need to, because there's a couple of different things to talk about on here. John posted his little dissertation on the website if you want to read it. I still have a shitload of questions from rabbits that I need answers to. If you have the answers, please tell me. <laughs> have you listened to the podcast? No, not yet. I, uh, no, <laughs> I haven't. Yeah, I needed a little break from that. No, I needed a break from all that bullshit. Yeah, big same. I... Yeah, I went back to um, not watching or reading anything. I made Danielle take my two of my manga to read. So somebody will talk to me about it since you don't want to read it, asshole. Not a manga person. I, that's I'm, what I said too until I read one and was like, this is cute. Okay, well, give me one and I'll read it and we'll see. Okay, okay I will. Well, okay, but not right now because I'm reading <laughs> the third. <laughs> Court of Thrones and Roses book, whatever it's, it's not, called. They're pictures. It's not that hard. Okay, but I'm already not a two book bitch, and <laughs> right now I'm doing two books, so I'm at my limit. <laughs> <laughs> well, I need you to hurry up. Finish the book already. I need you to start reading the third book, so you don't have to fucking wait like two months after I'm done. I'm busy. I'm busy. 
<laughs> I'll read it. Uh, I'm at Barnes and Nobles getting the Death Note <laughs> 15. <laughs> I need number uh, four and number six, if anybody wants to send me that, of the Black Edition. Black, Black Note. Death <laughs> Um, ma'am, this this um, podcast is not for you to do your bidding. This is an eBay. <laughs> I need volume four. <laughs> <laughs> They're so hard to find because of fucking whatever COVID and shit. So help a bitch mm-hmm. out. See it. Send me a picture. Bookfriendspod at gmail.com. The email's all for the wrong things. It's like, <laughs> virtually record. send us fucking where the mangas are. <laughs> all right. Well, we're about to leave to go take fat, stinky shit. So thanks for joining us. <laughs> oh, we'll see you all next week. Read those stories or don't. We're not watching you. We don't care. You, you still listen to us. So. <laughs> yeah. Just listen to us tell you the stories. You're welcome. <laughs> That, yeah, exactly. And then eventually when we get more popular and we get told by the authors to stop, we'll stop. So do you... <laughs> we'll never stop, ever. <laughs> uh, so join us next week. So y'all follow us on social media. You know where they are. Book Friends Pod. Email me. You find Death Note Volume 4 and 6. Oh my fucking God. <laughs> <laughs> okay, bye. Okay, bye. bye. bye.